This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. The Democrats aren't very popular. How unpopular are they? We'll get into that later on with Kay Smythe. Make sure you stick around for that. Also, we'll revisit the Netflix story about how corporations are starting to realize that their customers, their consumers, don't want them to be woke. Don't want them to talk about uh, politics or genders or orientation. They just want... They just want well, what we consumers want is just to consume it. We want to watch the football. We want to watch Netflix. We want to go and eat a hamburger, go to Disney World. We don't have to. We don't want to be inundated with your garbage, your social justice warriorship, or your wokeness every time we we step foot anywhere near the product that you'd like us to to consume or partake in. We're going to talk about that as well. Plus, what what is it? What does the term malicious misgendering mean on a Monday? Actually, I don't even know what that means, to be honest with you. Motown Monday, it's how we do. Chocolate voice making it happen. How you doing, Carrie? I'm okay. You are okay. I agree with you. Polo making it happen. Sam in the hizzy. Sam is not in the hizzy. Look at that. I'll bet Sam's in a hizzy. Well, how are you? Good to have you. Junior Walker's Shotgun. Glad to have you along for the ride. 1965 on Motown Records. All right, so um, this whole misgendering, I, again, what I, what I don't like is that we're all force-fed this woke garbage all the time. What I do like is the wokesters always take it too far. They do. The wokesters always take it too far. They just, they, they can't let, leave well enough alone. They can't take a breath. Because, Carrie, we're the same generation. Yes, I'm a little bit older, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in school, do you ever remember anybody ever talking about somebody who is of one biological gender identifying as the other? Mm, no, I did not. Polo, anybody in your school growing up? No. Sam? Um, I, I have to be honest. I, I don't, I never really paid attention to it. So uh, in my friend group, no. I mean, if there was a dude that was acting like a girl, you would, you would have noticed, no? 
Probably not. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. And again, Sam is the next generation. Sam is the generation after Carrie and me. And Paul, I, although you're 10 years younger, I still put you in the same generation. Are you, are you Generation X? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea, to be honest. Uh, what was it, 76 you were born? Yes. Carrie, do we know? Would that be Generation X? I want to say yes. I believe I so. I think so, too. I think he's the same generation as us. Yeah. And the reason I ask is that it's not that all of a sudden a bunch of people have decided that they've been put in the wrong body. I don't think that's what's going on. Now, I do remember Renee Richards, who used to be a guy, and we called him or her, whatever, a transsexual. We never used the term um, gender dysphoria. We never said um, trans rights. Uh, is it still called? No, they're called transgenders now, right? It used to be transsexual. I believe no, transvestite, because vestite is clothing. Transvestite was you wore the clothing of the other gender or the other sex. Transsexual was somebody who actually took under the knife, you know, and, and had an operation and had something that was changed physically to make him or her look more like the other gender. Um, that was the difference. If you say transsexual now, you're called not woke enough and you're excommunicated from society. Say transvestite now, you can't. You have to say somebody in drag because generally it's a man who's doing it as a woman. Having said all that, we never ever, I mean, listen, I was a little boy once and I'm sure, I'm sure I called some boy a girl and some little boy called me a girl or I called a girl a boy or whatever. Generally speaking though, man, you throw like a girl. I mean, things like that, you're not even allowed to say that anymore if a boy threw in a more effeminate way. But now it turns out if you say something like that on the playground, when you're out at PE, even in the classroom, whatever, if you dare say something that's the opposite of what the kid says his or her gender is, you could be in trouble. Right, Carrie? That's right. From Vox News, the school board of Fairfax County Public Schools in Fairfax, Virginia, is reviewing updated rules that could potentially expose students to suspension or expulsion from maliciously misgendering their peers based on frequency and intensity. At the Fairfax County Public Schools Students' Rights and Responsibilities Handbook, which will be voted on May 26th, includes in its updated version rules that make malicious dead naming and malicious misgendering of classmates a level four offense, which allows for a suspension of up to five days if frequency and intensity are present, according to page 19 of the document. Using slurs based upon the actual or perceived gender identity is forbidden under the rules of the document, which includes but is not limited to malicious deadnaming or malicious misgendering. The document defines deadnaming as when someone, intentionally or not, refers to a person who is transgender or gender expansive by a name other than their own chosen name. And the handbook explains that level four responses include individualized intervention that often requires disciplinary action. And the principal is able to refer such violations to the superintendent, which the document says may result in a number of different responses based on circumstances and rarely results in an expulsion. Level five offenses include things such as homicide, sexual assault and illegal possession of drugs or weapons. I'm sorry. So the level of crime or the offense that this would be is in is in the same category is what no 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 the that would be a level four offense a level five offense is homicide sexual assault caught with drugs so, or so guns. misgendering somebody or using their dead name something i've never heard of before is one notch lower than homicide yes Am I hearing you right uh, yes shut the face uh, nope i mean i'm sorry 
first of all, if, okay, my parents named me Joseph. And if I decided that I were I was Josephine, which my grandfather thought was funny, Carrie, that's not funny, is it, to call me Josephine? No, absolutely not. No. By the no. way, what I found funny is you called me Josephine until I became much bigger and taller than him. <laughs> then it wasn't too funny, was it? And he went, hey, Joe, how you doing? You know, it was a different story. Uh, with his little, Ita- his little Italian accent, I guess he didn't think that I would grow bigger than him. But either way, um, not that I ever would have done anything to my grandfather. So if, if a kid called me Josephine in school, or better yet, I decided I'm Josephine, which clearly I am. And I'm in school and somebody calls me Joseph or Joey or Joe. Then I can say they're using my dead name and it's a level four offense? Apparently in Fairfax, yes. I never heard dead naming before. That's a new one for me. Me too. It's it's the dead. How dare you use the dead name? Okay, let's let's break this down. For those who are, who are, weren't paying attention, who we now have your attention, if you're going to school in this district, or if your child goes to school in this district, and little Bobby decides he's little Barbara, and your child, instead of calling him a her, or he a she, decides to call by the fact that it's Bobby and, and use masculine terms and pronouns, if it's found to be malicious... Is there any description of what would, would categorize it as malicious? So, like, if I do a slip of the tongue and say she, and but I really meant he, that's not malicious. But if I maliciously say you're a he, then I'm in trouble? Is that it? Um, I'm looking. This, I don't think it really says. Stupid! It's decidedly stupid. It just doesn't make any sense. This is where, again, I, and I bring this up all the time, I just want the schools and the teachers to, to teach, to bring children to school. You know, I just looked at my property taxes last night, and I actually, um, mm. I, I appealed them, I protested them, because for some reason, all the dorks from New York and L.A., um, all these lefties are coming to Texas, and they're bringing a wad of money with them because they sold their houses for way too much. Uh, where they're leaving, and now they're paying way too much for houses here and suddenly I'm paying $500 a month more than I was before. And my property taxes now are a whole hell of a lot higher than they were when I used to live in New York. I kid you not. And New York has some of the highest taxes on the planet. So I do think that the Texas governor has to do something about property taxes. But that said, I am forced. It's compulsory. I cannot get away with not doing it um, to pay property taxes or else I give up my property to the state or to the county. I have to pay them, yet I have no say in what's being taught in school. I have no say in the curriculum, and if I show up at the school board meeting, Merrick Garland might now sick the FBI on me to see if I'm a domestic terrorist. But I'm supposed to shut my face when my my daughter goes to school and calls a kid she knew as Jimmy yesterday who wants to be called you know, Janie tomorrow. If she calls him a he... She might be in trouble, level four offense, might be out of school. I don't understand. And then there's something called a dead name where the, the role in school has to, be, has to be listed as per your birth certificate. That's how you enter somebody in school. That's the way I was entered anyway. I don't think you can just show up and say, just call me Bob Smith. I think you have to prove who you are. I think your parents have to show your, your birth certificate or something that says who you are. And if I decide, call me Susan from now on, then even the teacher can't say, you know, Joe Joe P, are you here? Because there was always a Joe D and a Joe P. Well, Carrie, it was always another Joe. That wasn't fair, was it? No, absolutely not. No. Anyway, so um, instead of saying Joe P, that the, the teacher has to say Susan? 
or else I don't have to respond and the teacher might be in trouble or, or some kid misgenders me. Look, what is this misgendering thing? Carrie, had you ever heard that in years past, misgendering? Uh, no, not until recently. On my Twitter, I changed it to pronouns equal duh. You can't, you know how you misgender me? Call me a woman. But if I decide I'm a woman and you know I'm a man and you call me a man, that's not misgendering me. You're misgendering yourself. So I want to know what people think about this. If your kid goes to school and calls the person whose parents obviously are are pushing for the child to be a different gender and the school is afraid to say you're not that gender, you're this gender, and your child calls that person of what his, his or her natural gender is, they might be in trouble for misgendering maliciously or using a dead name if they call him Bob and he wants to be called Barbara. That's what they're doing in school now. And you wonder why I want school choice. And you wonder why if I had the time, I would, I would homeschool my kids. I don't. But, but, I mean, seriously, there's something wrong here. Very, very wrong. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. The Joe Pag Show for your Monday. Stevie Wonder, Steve Land Morris is his real name. Saginaw, Michigan. Discovered by Barry Gordy in Motown back in the day. Sir Duke for Duke Ellington. Great song. I wish that he'd never gotten political. Remember when he was on like American Idol? He'd stopped in the middle of the song and said, I love Barack Obama. I love Barack Obama. Yeah, I remember it was, that. It was so strange. Why? You know what I mean? Why do that, man? Mm, yeah. Wait, wait, I mean, you know, you just sing the song. We love you, Stevie. I agree. Everybody, left on the right, everybody in between. We all love Stevie Wonder. Why do you have to be that guy? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. It'll be Kay Smythe at the bottom of the hour. We've got uh, Cray News with Kay. We cover the, uh, the, the fact that that lefties are not very popular in this country right now. Democrats are not very popular. We get into that. We also get into that Netflix thing and that a poll, a recent poll, a survey of Americans on left and right said they don't want their corporations to have anything to do with politics. I hope the corporations will listen. And Carrie, is it me or is it a little weird that Jeff Bezos is now going after Biden? Was that, was that I odd? I know. Yeah, I really Dude, wasn't expecting that, actually. Do me a favor. Grab a story. Maybe we'll do that in hour number three. I'd like okay. to, to outline to people who are listening and watching why the, the chief over at Amazon and the boss over at Twitch, he's actually the Twitch guy, and the guy, the boss of the Washington Post, suddenly, although they've been complicit with the left forever, is like going after the Biden administration. I find that to be very, very weird. We'll get into that as well. Let me tell you about uh, Super Beats. They're wonderful. Super Beats will give you that nice boost of energy. We've got a miracle molecule in our bodies that we, that we make naturally. It's called nitric oxide. 
Somebody wrote me, oh, we could not put in nitrous, no, not nitrous, nitric oxide. Look it up. It's something that we do produce, and it helps to it helps our, helps our blood flow, our circulation, helps our blood pressure, and we make less of that as we get older. Super Beats and Super Beats Heart Chews really help you to, to boost that back up again, the production of this great miracle molecule. It helps to support a healthy lifestyle, helps to support your blood pressure, gives you that energy without that, you know, that caffeine, gives you that energy without those energy drinks, without that sugar spike. And it's a good it's a good way to, to get through the entire day with a nice level sense of energy where you're not feeling like you've got to go to sleep after a couple of hours. Go right now to the website, save up to 45% plus free shipping at joelovesbeats.com. It's their best available offer anywhere. joelovesbeats.com, up to 45% off right now. Go to the website, joelovesbeats.com. Make that happen. We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be line one and Shannon in Texas. Hi, Shannon. What's going on? Yes, sir. I was just listening to you talking about uh, uh, school choice and uh, deciding where our taxes go. Well, really brought something into mind with them pulling all this stuff with these genders and everything. Why should everybody that pays school taxes, whether your kids are going there or not, you have a choice to what school you're going to send your taxes to that support the values that you support? Well, that's exactly what we should be doing, and you understand the left is saying no to that. Shannon, thanks. I appreciate you calling in. Open line now, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Let me, let me break it down for you. And I've done this before, and I'll probably end up doing it again, and I don't mind doing it again. School choice does not help the rich. School choice does not help those who are in good school districts. School choice does not help the wealthier neighborhoods. School choice exponentially helps the lower-income the higher crime areas, the, the areas where the schools are failing. I triple dog dare anybody to challenge what I just said. It's actually very simple. School choice would allow you to take your child out of the failing school where he or she's going and put them into a better school, either a better public school, a better charter school, a better private school. And, and by the way, the, the stupid response that I get from lefties all the time is, well, the private schools have the ability to turn people down. They won't allow my child because he's black or Hispanic or white or whatever, or Italian. That's not true. If you want to be able to compete for the school choice money, you have to, as an institution, not have the ability to turn people away for their, their characteristics as a human. Now, you might be able to turn somebody away if they have a criminal record or something. I get that. But to turn somebody away because of their skin tone, their ancestry, their background, their race, that's stupid. Of course we wouldn't have that in America. So there is no really good argument. The reason why the left doesn't like school choice is very simple. They cannot indoctrinate our kids if they don't have the ability to teach all of them. Why do you think Hispanics and blacks have thought for generations that they're Democrats? They're not. Blacks and Hispanics, by and large, are Christian. They believe in family values. They believe in the nuclear family. They are against abortion. Yet, for some reason, the public school has made them understand that they must be Democrats. And now they're starting to wake up. Uh-oh. South Texas is starting to vote Trump like they're MAGA people. South Florida is starting to do the same thing. Heavily Hispanic areas are starting to wake up going, well, I'm, I'm conservative. I'm not, I'm not some liberal dork that wants to kill unborn children. I'm not somebody who wants bigger government and higher taxes. I want lower regulations. I must be a conservative. Therefore, I'm going to vote for the person most like me, which is probably the Republican. The, the public school system has been taken over by far left. Look at Randy Weingarten, for God's sakes. They're taken over by, by vast lefties who are doing everything they can to control your kids.
That's just a fact. So school choice makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. Uh, Mike, less than a minute, but it's all yours. Let's go. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I just had one comment about the gender and the school that mess up and playing their game about mis- miscalling somebody a name. Yeah. Just respond by saying, I don't assign a gender to a name. You can call yourself whatever you want. Who am I to say what your gender is, Joe? How dare you call me Joe? I said it's Josephine. Mike, I appreciate that. I hear what you're saying, but this whole dead name thing is where the kid was named Bobby, and now he wants to be called Barbara, and you called him Bobby. That could be a level four offense in the school. That's how stupid it's become. It really has. And that's not okay. But you're right. I mean, assigning a gender to a name is something that you could argue, but you're trying to be rational. You're trying to be logical. You're trying to make sense. These people don't make sense. These people aren't rational nor logical. None of that. These people are whack jobs out of their brains who are getting in line and capitulating to somebody who's got gender dysphoria. The teacher, the educational system, the school board should all say, listen, we're going to call you your legal name. That's all we can do. When you become an adult, you can do whatever you want. But as of right now, we're going to call you what's on your birth certificate. And we're not going to call it a dead name or some misgendered or anything like that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Case Smythe when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have a Monday because it's Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Kay Smythe, a family member here on the Joe Pag Show. You see her on Newsmax TV. She also is a great reporter over the Daily Caller. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great, Joe. How are you? Body temperature good this week? Body temperature, I mean, like, no, I'm outrageously sweaty, but like, right. you know, I, yeah, it's, it's North Carolina in the summertime. What can I say? How exactly are things right. down there in Texas? Things are very good. Not quite as humid, I think. I think we're drier here, but it doesn't mean that it's still not hot. You know, people always say that, go to Phoenix. It's a dry heat at 115. Well, put your head in the oven. That's a dry heat. I mean, don't put your, <laughs> kids, don't put your head in the oven. So I'm glad that you're not quite as sweaty. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, people were concerned. They were writing me, what's going on with Kay Smythe? So. Things are good with you. Now, I know that you had a poll earlier, pigtails or not. I voted yes. So the pigtails, they won, obviously. Obviously. Obviously, the pigtails always win. No, I did them um, just because, like, this is what I usually do okay. on a day before I wash my hair. And then I started doing them on uh, my podcast when I do my interviews. Right. And, like, people were literally stopping me in the street being like, oh, your hair looks really adorable like that. And I was like, Wow. This is so nice. And they had no idea it was just because you didn't feel like washing it. Yeah, they had no idea Good that I actually just had gross hair and had to tie it back somehow. So, you know, stinky, you're stuck with it. Doing it now stinky, with clean hair. Stinky yet cute. So I think it's a good yeah. look. I might try that. All right, so, um, okay, let's get into some serious news. Obviously, on, on Saturday, we find out about this heinous, disgusting devil on earth decides to go to a place where he knew that there would be a lot of minorities, a lot of black people. He decided to go to a place where he knew they wouldn't have firearms because it's New York and very restrictive there and kills a bunch of people. And almost immediately, you've got the left news media trying to pounce on this and make hay. In fact, there's a story out of the Rolling Stone that just completely turned my stomach, Case Smythe, when I read it. Please inform people what it was this idiot in the Rolling Stone said and what the reaction has been. 
So like a lot of people on the left, they don't want to kind of accept response or not accept responsibility, but accept the fact that this gunman, I'm not going to say his name, right. um, he was a leftist. He was a self-professed former communist and is now a far left authoritarian. But the Rolling Stone, again, like so many others, are saying, oh, no, it's definitely the Republicans' fault. Um, you know, it was a white guy. He went into a black neighborhood and he massacred 10 people. He attempted to kill more. He injured 13. It's honestly, Joe, I, I think there is nothing more disgusting than using the mass murder of innocent people to kind of basically just prevaricate it wasn't even making like a particularly good argument this article this woman who wrote this i think it was an op-ed for the rolling stone right she basically just goes oh this is like the corpses are going to keep piling up so long as the republicans keep talking the way that they do and like, it was just you know she used some really good words i just thought she put them in order in the wrong way, yeah. on the wrong topic, and it was really distasteful. And also, she claimed that she'd read this guy's manifesto, where he goes on and on and on about the fact that he hated Fox News, right. that he was a leftist. Yeah, okay, he was a white supremacist, but you can be left-wing and still be a white supremacist anti-Semite. This guy just Okay, she it. didn't read she it. She just disregarded all of that. She didn't read it. No, she, she didn't, didn't, she didn't read it because the guy said he was a, he was a left, uh, a left wing authoritarian. He also was a vehement climate change environmentalist guy. That's mm -hmm. a, that's a far left wing thing. And, and then of course he hated Fox news. They're literally trying to blame Tucker Carlson, which makes no sense. So, so, so let me go here. And I said this earlier on social media. I just posted it. You might not have seen it yet. He didn't, this is not white people attacking black people in Buffalo. It was one disgusting person. It wasn't a, uh, all of black people attacking white people in Brooklyn. It was one really bad guy. It wasn't, uh, you know, all black people when, when the, you had the sniper shootings in D.C. 10, 20 years ago. Uh, it was a couple of black guys who took out their rage on the government and on white people. It wasn't a, a, the whole of white people in South Carolina killing a bunch of people in a church who happened to be black. It was a really bad guy. It, it is never, generally speaking, this race versus that race. So having said that, in, in your mind, you're very analytical. Why do you think these people say that it is all of white people against all of fill-in-the-blank people? Is it only for political expediency? Is that it? I think it is for political expediency, but Joe, I mean, I, you know, I sit and I analyze data all day, yeah. every day about, uh, society shall we say not just in terms of the kind of like sociology but certainly like our relationship with the planet and our relationship with the sort of like our future right and i think you know when i was growing up at least for a, for a minute there we weren't divided down racial lines and now I feel like, even though it's been very easy to divide America down political lines, I think the next step in that is to continue perpetuating the divide racially because it's easier to see. And I think it's just a blatant divide and conquer. But the issue is because the Democrats have really latched on to this kind of like racial divide, you know, pushing these sort of like woke narratives that separate us down racial lines. I think because the Democrats have kind of latched onto it, 
all of their supporters are now kind of following, falling in line and following suit. And that's where that's really where this issue comes, right, for me. Yeah. This woman probably just wrote this piece because she wanted clout, completely disregarded the deaths of all the people involved, and doesn't realize that she's actually doing more harm in the long run and perpetuating the sort of divide between us based, again, on arbitrary racial lines... And she's just part of the problem. And I think that the reason that they're doing this is probably, and I don't want to get into this right now. This is for a different episode. But the way that we live right now is completely unsustainable, not from an environmental perspective, just from a consumerism perspective. Like we go into like the sort of China of it all, trade, all this kind of stuff. Um, at another time in the future, but no, I think no, we, if we they should do that. Us now, it's going to be easier to get rid of a lot of us in the future when I wanna, everything else breaks down. It's Case Smythe. Go to casemythe.com. Smythe is S M Y T H E. Go and uh, watch her on Newsmax TV. You see her here every Monday, at least, if not more. And then also go on and uh, and check her out on uh, the Daily Caller. She does incredible writing every day, and you'll get great stuff out of it. So. What I noticed was when the shooting happened, when the massacre happened on Saturday, and then when I saw this article show up by the Rolling Stone, and I was disgusted by it, I immediately looked up the Chicago violence stats over the weekend. And in Chicago, by Saturday night, this wasn't even Sunday yet, by Saturday night there had been 27 shootings and five murders by, mm-hmm. by, by gun. Half as many murders as, as would happen at that shopping center at that, at that grocery store in Buffalo. And by Sunday, I'm sure they had several more and probably had 40 or 50 shootings as usual, 10 or 12 or 18 deaths as usual. And nobody's writing op-eds about it. Nobody's trying to stop why these young black Americans are generally mm-hmm. speaking dying in, in Chicago because there is no political angle. There's nothing to be gained by it. So let's go from what she wrote, from what I just said, to the next story, which is the Democrat Party polling the lowest it's been in a very long time. Is that why idiots like this, in my word, not yours, like this Rolling Stone writer does what they do to try to change what you're going to tell us now? So... Yeah, Joe, you're right. The Democrats are now polling uh, the lowest they've polled in uh, 30 years. I mean, it's upwards of... I mean, I, I don't want to go super into it because it was just shocking to me. But let's just say we've got a foreign president who's polling higher than the Democrats. Stunning. Uh, Donald Trump is polling higher than the Democrats. Um, you know, it was it was a ranking out of nine different factors, um, uh, political people and uh, political, I guess, parties. And uh, the Democratic Party was polling the absolute lowest. And it is. I mean, I I will say that poll seemed to think that it was based more on sort of like the economy and uh, inflation. But that also plays into the sort of rise in gang violence that we're seeing, the rise in sort of smashing grab robberies and just the rise in crime in general. You know, over the last two years, we've had 25 percent of all of the money ever in like the history of the country country printed we handed it out destroyed entire sectors of our economy right you know even just just in new york alone joe where you know i i write a lot of stories about the violence that goes on in new york and just these you know random shootings that are killing children on a weekly basis but we lost twenty thousand jobs in what in just just in the hotel industry right, right? in New York um, because of COVID-19, because of the lockdowns. Now we've got all of this money that's been printed that's creating inflation, which is making it basically impossible for people to afford to live. And it does disproportionately affect minority communities in the United States. It does. And it's sort of this, 
I don't know. Uh, it, it's I want to get like a whiteboard behind me so yeah. I can sort of draw out how all of these different things play into one another. Well, they're, they're all, but they're I all do inter- contribute to the decline in the support right. of the Democratic Party because they're ignoring the real issues. Well, they're all interconnected and they're going to keep on ignoring the real issues like crime, like poverty, like joblessness, like hyperinflation. And if they could latch on to look at this white guy, he now represents all of the other side. So even with all these bad things happening, you still should vote Democrat or else you're going to get more more dead people at grocery stores. That's what they're saying. And Kay, it's disgusting. It really is disgusting, Joe. And it's embarrassing. Like, I think it's really, really, really embarrassing for the Democrats. You know, they're polling the lowest that they've ever polled. And it's just been a steady decline. And this because of the sort of magnitude of factors that play into it. And honestly, I think it's got a lot to do with like Biden's just he's just incoherent, like him and Pelosi. If you if you get them off book, or off script, they can't string a sentence together. So they're never going to be able to apologize for the fact that they're ignoring what's actually affecting real Americans. But you know what? It doesn't matter because all of you wonderful, good, red-blooded Americans, you're going to go to the polls in November and you're going to get rid of most of them and hopefully get some new people in who actually do care about America, who actually do want to help affect change in a positive way and sort of mitigate at least a handful of the disasters that the Democrats have created in, what, less than two years? It, it didn't take much uh, much time at all, for sure. It's Kay Smythe. Go to ksmythe.com. Check out her writings over on The Daily Caller, and check her out on Newsmax TV as well. So I glossed over this a bit last week, but Netflix appears to have woken up from being woke. And, and like I always say on my show, if my daughter asks me, hey, Dad, which right or wrong? I say, this is right, pass the potatoes. There's no reason for any more discussion. I mean, uh, is a boy a boy and a girl a girl? Yes, pass the potatoes. So with Netflix, it's almost as if somebody in the, in the top offices said, holy crap, we just lost you know, a huge amount of our, of our um, subscriptions. We're losing a lot of money. I don't care what people do on their shows. If people want to consume them, shut your face. That's pretty much what they said, right? Pretty much. And they basically told their employees. So the, the story is they, they released this sort of handbook or um, like a, they call it a memo. I don't a memo isn't like 80 pages, but whatever. Um, right. So they released this handbook to train employees. And I think essentially the updates, this handbook is the first updates that they've released in about five years. And I don't know if you remember, but last year, Dave Chappelle got in loads of trouble because some like woke employee did like the fact that he was talking about trans people now right. if you actually watch the special he was so un unadulteratedly supportive kind caring loving of the trans community they never watched he had a great yeah, friend who was trans that committed it. suicide and it was yeah. a very uh, it was a harrowing tale if you just listened to him he didn't do what they said he did but they walked yeah. out and they flopped around on the ground and they told management you can't do this yeah, exactly. So all these people walked out and, you know, got their knickers in a twist and started crying and whatever because they didn't bother to listen. Um, and so Netflix has basically turned around and said, listen, there's many different, you know, versions of diversity and there are many different shows that we are going to do. If you don't like the fact that there are going to be shows that cover topics that you don't like, Netflix isn't where you should be working. And they're the first right. company who, you know, I mean, it's it's entertainment, right? It's Hollywood. So right. they're going to sort of naturally sway left. But they're the first company that I've seen turn around and go, 
actually, we don't want to end up like Disney. We don't want to lose all of our money like Disney just right. did. Disney lost $63 billion since going woke. Okay, okay, all they had to do was, all Disney had to do, all Netflix had to do was say, if you don't like it, don't watch it. But you've got a good job here. Stop pushing your, your, your politics on me. Stop push, pushing your social justice warrior garbage on us. Do the job. Get your paycheck. Go home and watch what you want. Why, why, why wait until their bank account was so horribly hit? Disney has lost 200,000 subscribers recently, and it looks like it might be as many as 2 million eventually. Mm-hmm. And, and just because they're being woke, shut up. And if somebody wants to consume it, air it. If they don't, don't air it. It's kind of that simple, right? It is absolutely that simple. But, Joe, it goes even deeper than that. Some of these companies, I don't know if you saw, Marco Rubio has actually just introduced a bill that would stop companies because so many are Salesforce, Bumble, um, I, I, I think Amazon. They're now all saying they're now all going so woke that they've agreed to pay $4,000 or cover up to $4,000 of their employees' expenses if their employees need to travel to go and get an abortion. That's how woke these companies are going. So Marco Rubio introduced a bill that basically said, sorry, no, we're not going to like have you limit your tax liability because you're promoting abortions for your employees because of some woke movement and some woke thing that you want to do. And Joe, I ran the numbers. If these companies that are now sort of going woke, supporting abortion, doing, you know, the whole like, let's support the trans movement and create gay content for our kids. If these companies just turned around and supported the average American woman for the first year, like say paid her daycare, right? Which is what all women want. We want to like have kids and then it for be able to work. Like made a little bit easier. Yeah. Not only would they double the tax liability, um, the sort of like write off then. The average American woman spends about eight grand a year on daycare. So if these companies turned around, instead of paying for abortions, they actually just paid to support the women that they employ in that way, they'd actually save more money. And it just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because they're going to lose money. They're going to lose subscribers. Right. They're going to lose buyers. We just had another poll today that said 90% of Americans want companies to stop being politically active on both sides of the spectrum. Right. It doesn't help them when they're political. What would help them is actually if they help their employees. You, li- you literally just offered up a solution to the problem, and they yeah. should listen to you. It, listen, I haven't watched the NFL in almost six years now because of their wokeness and, and the, the attacks on the flag and Colin Kaepernick you know, flopping around on the sideline like an idiot. Um, all they had to do was tell him, listen, stay in the locker room if you don't want to be there for the national anthem. Come out, play the game, go back to the locker room later, and in your own time, you want to go on, a, on CBS 60 Minutes and complain about America, God bless you. But don't do it on the, on the field in uniform because you're pushing away half of your audience. They lost 30 36% year to year. Netflix lost 38 or 40% of their subscribers, and they're losing a lot of money in the bottom line. All they had to do was call K. Smythe. Because you could have solved the problem, right? They should actually call me because I do do that kind of writing and research Duh. and consulting. So, you know, any companies that are thinking of going woke, give me a call. I'll give you some free <laughs> advice. Don't do it! I, 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 yeah, that's, that's great advice. But I mean, what you just said about daycare, literally nobody is talking about. And that would, A, stop the abortions, B, stop the pressure on women to not start a family because of their career, and C, it would save them. You're going to spend $4,000 an employee to help them get abortions? How $4,000 would go, uh, if it's 400 a week, that's 10 weeks of free, of free daycare. Give me a break. Uh, Kay, very, very smart. I wish we could do it for 30 minutes every week. Come back again very soon. She's going to be back at least next Monday. It's yeah. Kay Smythe. Go to Ksmith.com. Check out her writings over on the Daily Caller and also on Newsmax TV on Sunday mornings. Kay, appreciate you.
Thank you so much, Joe. Fun as always. Yeah, we'll talk to you in a bit. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. It's a Motown Monday. Appreciate you stopping by. Case Smythe always bringing it for, I think, four news stories that time. We've got uh, bottom of next hour, Janae Sergio. She's got quite a story. She was a teenager walking the streets of Hollywood homeless, ended up going to the Navy, ended up fighting in the Afghanistan war, and she got a book out. We'll talk to her about that next hour, bottom of the hour. Also, a brand new press secretary. What did she say on her first day? You can make your face hurt. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.